Welcome into the Level Heads Podcast. I am Zane Ellis with Collective Build Company. I am Mike Connolly with Greenside Design Build. I'm Jamie Verdura with Verdura Construction. Today we have a guest that is well known within our industry. It is Jake Bruton of Arrow Building, uh, Arrow A A R O W, uh, which is not really how it's spelled. So stick around, find out why it's spelled that way, and uh, stick around and find out why, uh, how, how, and why Jake Bruton and Matt Risinger ended up at a rendezvous at a hotel. Spicy. All right, folks, welcome into the Level Heads podcast. Today we are excited to have Jake Bruton from Arrow Building Company. I'm sure all of you are familiar with Jake. He is a well-known contributor to the Build Show. Um, he is a custom builder in Missouri. I had the opportunity to meet Jake in Switzerland on the Sega Tour. He is not only a knowledgeable fellow, but he's quite funny when you get him uh, off the mic. So, Jake, without further ado, bring us in. Tell us about yourself. Uh, thank you, yep. Mike. Thank you guys, Jamie and Zane, for having me, too. Uh, I uh, Pleasure. I am a residential new construction custom home builder. We do some renovating in the Columbia market, which is my home market. And then we have a satellite office uh, in the Kansas City area uh, as well. We're a small company. I'm a small business owner. In fact, uh, we have uh, our first uh, office manager starting this week that we haven't, not our first, wow. our first one since 2015. Uh, so I'm looking forward to being able to not work 60 hours a week. Uh, I also oh, yeah. co-host the uh, Unbuild It podcast that Mike was gracious enough to, to co-host when we were in Switzerland with uh, Steve Basic and Peter Yost. And I'm a contributing editor to JLC, and you probably will see stuff from me on Fine Home Building at some point. We work with them regularly, too. I, uh, I really like sharing. And I really like trying to make the industry a better place. And the benefit that I get out of sharing is it makes me better at what I do because <laughs> I have to know it well enough to explain it, to be able to, to, to teach it. And, and that's to, the best way to learn something. And not get called out, right? Because <laughs> yep. I'm sure they're out there. People. Oh, yeah. Out. That's the fun ones. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, and to answer all the trolls on Instagram, right? Well, there's, so the benefit is the Build Show Network, you can't make any comments. You can't leave comments on the website. That's fantastic. So if you're there watching videos, we just exist in a vacuum and we could put something up wrong, uh, <laughs> which is also the detriment, <laughs> you know. Uh, I think the, you know, you make the joke about trolls. I have put some stuff on TikTok recently because uh, Timmy, Tim Mueller was talking me into doing it. He's like, it's a platform that's, part of our society now you need to be active on it and i did it and i immediately complained to him about how garbage the comments are on it and he was like oh yeah you don't you don't comment on tiktok you can do the comments you can read the comments on instagram but don't i think our industry is an incredibly positive place on uh instagram at least i, I yeah, agree it's much more do you guys get lots TikTok. of trolls no i, I don't okay. i mean i don't but I, you know, I do see a lot of people, you know, well, you know, if I was doing that, you know, I would actually turn the tape upside down so you could read the writing. You know, it'd be something stupid like that. Well, that's the job site though, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> True. Yeah. <laughs> I had a conversation yesterday with one of my guys. He dropped a pencil and I kicked it. 
so that it went flying out of the way. <laughs> and he was like, why'd you do that? And I said, man, one of the guys that I grew up working with for like a decade, every time you drop something, he would kick it so that you'd have to walk it and go get it. <laughs> and it, it was one of those things that wasn't funny. And then it became funny. And then it wasn't funny again. And then it got really funny. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's like, that's the like brotherhood, the the camaraderie that, that our industry has access to that so many other industries don't. That like, it's pretty great to, know that for the first part of my career, if I set my hammer down on top of the wall, one of the other guys was going to grab it and throw it in the yard. And I'd, ha- and I'd literally, I need it. I got to go get it. It's a measure of affection, how much abuse you get from your fellow workers, right? It is. Yep. yep. That's why we abuse the, Mike the, the most. Very first, <laughs> the very first day that I worked for my dad, I was 12. I was helping uh, Jim Bass, the guy who used to kick my tools, uh, carry some OSB across the backside of this house on the roof and we set a sheet down and tacked it in place. He said, let's go get another one. He said, Jake, come here. There's a hot chick getting out of a car. And I was like, really? And I like looked over the roof and I went, Jim, that's my mom. And he elbowed me and he goes, I know, right? (laughs) And I like, I immediately was just like, okay, I'm part of the team. I get to be, I'm one of them and I'm cool. You guys really like me. (laughs) You're willing to say something horrible about my mother. You must care for me. Yep. (laughs) What a demented. Yep. I can't believe people are letting me raise children too. If that's like my, oh, I want to do this because that's how it was treated. (laughs) That's a big lesson that we try. I I try to teach to the younger guys. And it's a generational thing, man, because they're getting softer as they're getting younger. Yeah. We used to get screamed yeah. at. I mean, I think I cried yeah. my first year. <laughs> I think I'm gonna measure my memorize my tape measure because they read me so bad for uh, not being able to read mm-hmm. it fast enough. Oh, uh, I, I did that, that too. Yeah, yeah I got somebody's that. looking at the tape, I would yell, "How many little dashies is it? How many little dashies after <laughs> yep. the middle big dashie? If you can't figure it out, I can help you figure it out from here. Like you're standing on this on the roof, going, "How many dashies? Tell me how many dashies." There's nothing more belittling than that. Yeah. I remember yep. the first nope. time I went nope. trimming, I spent about 45 minutes looking for a skirting ladder. See, in Ireland, they call baseboard skirting. So I was looking for a skirting ladder. That's funny. But you didn't want to tell them that you didn't have any idea what it was, too. That's, no kidding. That's no. I wanted yeah. to come back in no, five no. minutes with that skirting ladder. I did the same you made thing it with a... ten times better, too, that you looked for it that long. Yes. Yeah. I, I, did this. I didn't go 45 oh, minutes. Yeah. I looked for about 10 minutes for a board stretcher. And uh, and got a lot, caught a lot yep. of shit for that one. And I was about, I was probably thirteen, you know. Yeah, that's when you yeah. know you're part of the guys, though, is when you know when you catch all the shit, you're part of the team. So it's so cool. Jake is uh, your business a family business? I read on your website the thirty years that I read that, so I assume your yeah. father started the uh, business. Actually, in uh, just well, tomorrow is the start of our fortieth anniversary. Wow. So that will mark congrats. 40 years in business. Uh, yeah, I didn't congrats. realize it was going to be tomorrow. I have to call my dad and tell him congratulations uh, that he turned it over yeah. to somebody that didn't run it into the ground. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I bought the company from my parents in 07. So I worked for my parents growing up. Uh, I took some time off in college when my dad and I really couldn't get along and worked at a lumberyard. Um and ran a second shift at a lumberyard and then went to the University of Missouri here in Columbia and got a degree in art and then made a living as an artist for a little while. And then my parents kind of suckered me into coming back to work for the that family was, business. 
That was the and left turn that I we're gonna did retire. not see coming. The art degree. <laughs> that was... Well, I, so what we do is very creative. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it is, at least. Uh, and I really enjoyed art as a kid. And I went to a small school. I graduated with 62 kids. Like, I didn't live in Columbia. I lived close. Uh, but I graduated with 62 kids. So I took every art class that was available to me by the time I was a sophomore. And then when I got to college, I was like, oh, well, I'm going to prove that I'm not going to work for that family business that my dad wants me to work for. And I'm going to go the other direction and I'm going to take art classes. I also thought that art classes would be like slack off classes. Like, oh, well, I'm not going to be doing math or reading great novels. I'll just look at some artwork and talk about it and then make some of my own and realized quickly that it was just as hard as everything else. Like <laughs> trying to create original artwork that isn't just pictures of stuff that you saw downtown. Yeah. <laughs> like. So uh, I and I made a living at it for a while and my parents suckered me into coming back to work for him for one job. My dad was like, hey, uh, I'm the only one working for the company right now and I have this house and I can't pass on it, but I don't have anybody to run it. Do you want to come and build this house? It was a house burned down in a nice neighborhood and he bought the lot and built a spec house on the existing foundation. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. And it was the most challenging project I've been involved with possibly ever. Wow. I bet. Yeah. And there was no client. <laughs> Did you take it all the way down to the yeah. foundation? Or it was, it was place? just basement when we bought it. Wow. So when he bought it, it was just a foundation, but like immediately they were like, yeah, the, uh, just so you know, the septic needs to be replaced. Wow. I was like, well, the septic's around back and amongst a bunch of trees that we can't get equipment to. So how are we going to do like, Immediately, it was just like, oh, this was a mistake. This was not the right choice. <laughs> Four inches yeah. out of square. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then we had yeah. a spot where in the living room, the uh, this is 06, where the three-quarter hardwood over top of our frame floor transitioned to 3-8 glue down hardwood because <laughs> oh, <laughs> it was one room now, and it used to be a patio, and a, it was not it was oh, not yeah. a, it was was not not the right thing for us to be doing at that moment. We're uh, we're doing so, one. one uh, I think you made out right okay. now. Um that's eight inches out of square. And we like <laughs> it is, and then we're adding on to the back of it. So I, you know, it's, it's a remodel, you know, mosaic tile. It is. It's yeah, pretty crazy. Exactly. So yeah, we had, well, we have one projects. right now that I posted about on Instagram the other day that, uh, I was like, okay, so if you're the homeowner here, which is worse, uh, the fire damage that we exposed today, <laughs> but we can fix that. Uh, the, termite damage that's horrible throughout here that we can fix or that my guys caught a bat and took it to the back side of the yard and released it and it flew right back into the house and we don't know where it went the house. I saw, oh saw no I was like, <laughs> yeah i was i was howling did, did you find client, it? i called yeah. the client and no <laughs> i called the client and she said what do i do it's, it's made you in guys the play tennis just <laughs> sleep knock it in <laughs> I haven't heard anything else sure? about it either. It's probably yeah. probably still in the house. The house is old enough that it may have been able to get yeah, out pretty yeah. easily, though. Oh my yeah. gosh! <laughs> Has anybody had Rabies a bird get in? No joke. Like while they're building? Yeah. I had one get in oh, like yeah, right before oh, yeah. closing, and it it's the most miserable thing. It's been <laughs> ten years, but it's the most miserable thing to try to catch and get out of there. I can't even imagine a bat. Plus, it's terrifying. I had a hummingbird once. I was twenty. Mm. I was twenty-three doing a remodel addition. Like my first first 
job. A squirrel gets in, and my Rottweiler chases it through the whole <laughs> house. This, this is like straight out of Christmas vacation. I swear to God. Dude, gets a hold of it. Until it's on fire, yeah. too. And dude, graphic content blood everywhere. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that was, was a fun one. Yeah, I shot myself with a nail gun one time in the hand while I was by myself, and the uh-huh. homeowners came home while I was trying to clean up butt, blood, and they're like, "What happened?" Uh-huh. And I was like, "Ah, somebody shot themselves with the nail gun." And they're like, "Is he okay?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm fine. He's he's <laughs> fine. I got this he's, he's huge good. wad of paper towels duct taped around my hand." Oh god! <laughs> I had a client call me one evening. It was about eleven o'clock. They had just moved in. They were in like three days. I think I told you guys this story, and. uh he gets on the phone and he's whispering and he goes, Mike, Mike, you got to come over here. There's an animal. There's an animal on top of the water heater. We don't know what it's doing. <laughs> what? It's like, yeah, I think it's a possum or something. I'm like, oh my goodness. So I'm like, you can't like put it in a box or shoot. He's like, no, dude, I can't. So I had to go over there at 11 <laughs> o'clock at night. I'm like, what the heck? I get over <laughs> I get over there and they had put it in a box and they put it out on the front porch by the time I got there. And I walk up to the front porch and they're both looking out the side light of the front door, like one head above the other, the husband and the wife. And they're, they're pointing into the box. Like it's over there. I'm like, okay. So I walk over and I, I brought my East wing, my hammer, just in case I had to hit this thing. And I look in and I'm shoving the box and it's not moving at all. What the hell? And I peek in. I reach down and I take it out. It's a duster. The cleaning lady <laughs> had left a duster on top of a water oh, heater. That's so a, the media just start bashing it with the hammer to make him have and a I hold it up yeah. in front of the. I hold it up in front of the side light and he's looking at it and he realizes that he called me about a duster and he just goes, "Oh, well, that's pretty embarrassing." <laughs> so, so, so that's the best did, animal story I got. You're just the builder. Why did he call you? <laughs> I, I don't know. It's not my problem. You builder, live there man. now. Yeah, I just built the house. I'm not the exterminator here. <laughs> yeah, that is pretty embarrassing. Goodness. So, so Jake, you got into uh, you. You went back to building that one house, and it was miserable. And you just stayed. Uh, so when we finished the house, my dad pulled me aside and said, uh, I wanted to let you know that we're going to sell the company, uh, and we're going to sell it to somebody that works for us. And I was the only employee. <laughs> and I was like, oh, they suckered me into coming back to work for them. And got you. So that they could then turn the company over. Uh, so then they made me a very good deal. And I thought I can put this art thing on hold for a little while if I want and try this. Like it's just being my own boss versus being my own boss. Why not? I like, I like carpentry. I like wearing my tool bags. I like being on site every day. Uh, <clears throat> and then I, you know, young, you don't have any bills. It doesn't matter if you don't make any money. Right. Yeah. Like, I was, I was broke before I started <laughs> owning my own company and I was broke for three years after I owned my own company. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Practice. Yeah. Uh, I I didn't have any needs. I didn't have children, you know, those sorts of things. And uh, it was the right time for me to get into something. Yeah, sounds like a (laughs) life of leisure. (laughs) 
if, if you don't mind sharing, what's what's the the deal structure? What would that deal uh, look like? With us, I just paid a fee and he walked away. And it was like, I'm taking my truck. You can have all the tools. It's all it's all yours. And actually, it worked really well. He uh, he sold me the company, and then he legit uh, took a job with Dime Corp and flew to Afghanistan for a year to work on military bases. Wow! Like he was just out. He wasn't he wasn't there. So like year one, if I had an issue, I wasn't calling him because he wasn't there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Try I, I asked That's him it. when I bought the company from him, it. like, what is the from my parents? My parents both owned it. Uh, I was like, what is what advice do you have? And the only thing he said was, sometimes you're going to be a marriage counselor and sometimes you'll be a carpenter. And I was just like, oh, crap. I don't like Hang that on. at all. That's yep. exactly right. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to be in the middle of that. <laughs> that was a true statement. I do a really good job <laughs> yeah. of staying out of it. Though. Yeah. Now, whenever I sense that happening, I always go, this is the, these are both sides of it. You guys can arm wrestle this after I leave. I don't need to be here for your discussion yep. of this. You know? Yeah. So oh, yeah. from there, I had uh, maybe maybe only like 12 weeks before I decided I needed to hire somebody because my workload, there was enough. We had a good enough name in town. You know, we've been in business for 25 years at that point uh, and or longer, maybe 23 years, something like that. Uh, and we had a good name in town. Most of what we did was renovation and repair. So we didn't book out very far. Uh, and we had a lot of commercial turnover stuff. And so like the commercial people just kept calling and I immediately was like, okay, I'm going to have to hire somebody because I can't. Uh, and so I went back to my mom and said, do you mind continuing to do the books? I can't do this and work all day and do the estimating and everything. And so my mom took back over doing the books for a while uh, to help me get to a point where I was able to hire somebody. And then I hired the best man from my wedding, Kevin. We screwed around all day together and had a blast. And then we hired another guy that was in my wedding. And we screwed around all day together and had a blast. And I think that those those things were real easy to then take, you know, my experience as a young carpenter and apply it to working with my friends and screaming how many dashies is it after the big middle dashie when somebody's trying to yep. figure out which side is left and right, you know. And that was great. And then I decided I needed to start being a little more serious about it and looking for other avenues of income and trying to expand beyond just doing commercial doctor's office returnovers and stuff like that. Um, and it took me like five or six years to feel like I understood how to pay taxes and hire and fire and talk to clients properly and remember that I need to take a business card with me to a meeting and like be an adult, you know? <laughs> uh, so and when, then, go ahead. <laughs> when so, does that happen? When did it happen for you, Mike, this year? I was going to say, <laughs> still, yeah, we're still all working, still working on, on that, I feel like. <laughs> Yeah. So Jake, I assume oh, yeah. when you first started the business or took it over, um, you were doing conventional or traditional construction for lack of a better term. But what we see nowadays on Instagram and the build show is you're doing high performance building. When did that transition happen? How long did it take? And, and what, what kind of directed you into that, that area? Yeah. So it kind of was like two things that came together at once. Uh, the first one was once I figured out I knew how to run a business and I thought like, okay, we're going to be successful. This isn't going to go away. The art school thing is not coming back. I'm just going to be a builder. I, uh, I started using Google to look up construction litigation and figure out what everybody else was being sued about. And wow. I was like, okay, these are my, these are my exposures. 
and I need to do a better job of worrying about water and I need to do a better job about worrying about, you know, whatever it is, mostly it was water. <laughs> and so then I immediately started making changes about the way that we did things and just started, um, I quit giving good, better, best to people. And I just said, this is the way we're supposed to do it. If it was one of those type of things, especially if it had to do with water or air control or insulation. And I was just like, this is, this is how we do it. And if you want to work with this, this is how it'll be done. And if you don't, then you can work with somebody else. That immediately changed all of my client interactions, because if you give somebody good, better, best, they go, okay, well, good is good enough. Yeah. Were you seeing a lot and of failures? So why wouldn't we do good? Like not in your, I wasn't not in at fact, your, I don't have like in your market. I mean, no. Uh, so not from, not from me, not my personal stuff. I yeah. wasn't. Uh, however, we were mostly renovation and repair when I bought the company and oh, I knew that darn makes well a lot that more sense. Like crazy. Yeah. Like we did a ton of, Hey, these three windows need to be replaced because the walls fall apart below them. We did. Mm -hmm. That was like our bread and butter type stuff for the longest time. Uh, we really didn't build custom homes that often. Uh, like the one that I did in 06 might've been the only one that we did from like 02 to 010 or to 10. Like that might be the only house that we did during that time period. Uh, and so then I just wanted to do things better and I kept pushing and pushing and pushing and started marketing ourselves as uh, new construction because remodeling sucks. There's a house <laughs> in the way there's, crap in the way there's bats in the house like it don't get me wrong i still love my job when we do remodeling but new construction is way easier yep. yeah uh and a way greater yep. opportunity for success where nobody gets pissed off you know easier it's really hard for a client to understand mm -hmm. yeah we had no idea that there was a fireplace in that wall we would we, we had no idea to know that you know yep. yep um and then i had a client ask me about passive house and i had no idea what that was and they were a great client. And I said, we would love to build you a passive house. And then I went to the internet and Steve basic was working on a passive house in Falmouth, Massachusetts with fine home building. And I was like, this guy is on the job site talking about where beads of sealant go. And he's talking about it. Like he knows what he's talking about instead of like the way that I, at the time, at least thought that architects talked about building and was <laughs> like, I should just call this guy. And Steve was like, yeah, sure. I got one going on Martha's Vineyard. Bring the clients out. We'll go look at it. And I was like, yeah, that's a thing that my little company oh. in Central Missouri does is take clients to freaking Martha's, Martha's Vineyard. Vineyard. We'll take our and I called yeah. the clients and said, I think yeah. we should work with this guy. Let's go look at a house in Martha's Vineyard that he has going. And they were like, okay. Wow. wow. So and we were, uh, we were awesome. riding the ferry from Falmouth out to Martha's Vineyard to look at this little house. And the client stepped away to take a phone call and Steve unrolled a set of plans. And I was like, this guy's going to be my architect. There are one-to-one -one drawings for beads of sealant and beads of tape or, and, and lines of tape. And, and I've never seen this kind of detail on a set of residential plans. And he's talking about it in a way that I can completely understand. And I want to work with him. And like, we got in the truck after dropping the client off. And I was like, I'm going to build a personal house in a couple of years. Do you want to be the architect for it? What year was that? And he was like, yeah, sure. That was uh, 13. Okay. So that was 2013. <clears throat> and that was like the beginning of our journey towards um, high performance or more durable, more efficient. 
homes. And it's been pulling teeth ever since then. But uh, actually, Steve always uses me as the example for don't tell me that your market doesn't support it. Yeah. Like my market does not support what we do and we make a darn good living, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. It's not the market that that what you're building is, is pushing the cost higher than the conventional construction in your market. And the your clients are just, they want it. So they're going to go to you if you're the, the only one doing it. Yeah, we can, we're very easy to say when you pay for more, you get more. And yep. that's why it costs more because you are getting something that's different than that. And we can put a five to education, 10, right? Yeah, exactly. You can get a five to 10% bump over a custom home in our market and you're covered with what we do for everything. And I now have the ability to say, I've been in my house for two years and our house is 4,300 square feet. And my electric bill is $120 a month. Holy wow. smokes. Like Dang. Our, our energy bill is 100 bucks a month, 120. Actually, my wife bought one of those uh, inflatable hot tubs. I didn't know that inflatable hot tubs were a thing. Uh, and we've had it for like a month and a half, and it doubled, it more than doubled our electric bill. Heating 200 gallons of water for a month is more than it costs to condition 4,300 square feet, run two refrigerators <laughs> yeah. and two deep freezes, and run a three person office out of it. Good Are job. you on a heat pump? We are. We're all heat pumps, uh, including our water heater. We actually have a sand and water heater that's an exterior heat pump. Really? Yeah. You know the little low energy star sticker that they put on appliances? Yeah. I think the sand and says $60 a year. Oh, my water. gosh. So the proof it's, is a, it's a pretty amazing thing. And it's 83 gallons. We, Holy we have three smokes. kids. We can run the dishwasher while kids are showering. And it's yeah. So the so the clients recoup that five percent quickly. Yeah, over the course my, of so many so years. So energy I mean. costs are low here. Like Jamie, I we pay fourteen cents a kilowatt hour. You guys are probably twenty five to forty. You know, so it is right. less. Yep. But I mean, a code built house in my market right now is probably four times the energy. So you're you're we're five hundred dollars a month less than put that five hundred towards your uh, Which mortgage. It's a lot. You know. Yeah. Our, uh... I didn't realize this was a plumbing podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so that first passive house you built, was there did they have zip back then? Did you put zip on it? I guess that's ten so years. So we didn't build that house. They ended up uh buying a set of plans and we had a set of property and we were ready to go to permit and they said, uh Yeah, we think we want to be by some water. So we're gonna build Bastards. a different we're gonna buy a a, a used house. And so they wow. just walked away from the project after paying me to go to Martha's Vineyard and paying Steve for a set of plans and buying a lot. They they walked away from it. Uh, but I'd, I'd say it was yes, worth it. A they good did introduction have zip at that time. It, yeah, was. it was worth it. Actually, Steve yeah. and I I think had three false starts before we got one that we could that we actually got to build. It's wow. a hard sell, especially yeah. ten years ago, especially when I didn't know what I was doing. Do you, uh, have you found anybody else in your market kind of trying to replicate what you do as far as building science and, you know, or that, is that a way they're competing with you in your market? Sure. So there are a couple builders in Kansas city that were like already headed in that direction. Mm -hmm. Um, when we started this, you know, there was a company that now is defunct. That is something else that was building passive houses probably about that same time. Um, 
And there is another builder here in town, uh, Alex with AT Homes. You should follow AT Homes on Instagram. Alex and his brother Peter do amazing work. Uh, that they're, I don't think that they would be offended if they heard me say that they're like five years behind this probably at this point. Like they're getting there. They know what they're doing. Their craftsmanship is impeccable. That's uh, funny. So Alex like told me yesterday a, that he's five years ahead of you. I mean, I don't, you may want to take that up for that. <laughs> I just can't. No, I like I, Alex. I don't I told, know. Alex. No. <laughs> <clears throat> I told my wife like six months ago if, like, we're, if I wound up in a wheelchair and our multi story home doesn't work anymore and we had to have somebody build us a house, Alex and Peter could build us a house. Like, I would trust those guys to do it the That's right way. Good. So, that's great that's a nice good compliment, compliment. Yeah. yeah this will be their marketing campaign from now on me saying nice things about <laughs> that's it don't yeah. go with that guy go with us it's a sizzle yeah. Yeah. he wants us to build his house so do, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so but do that's clients they're part of the reason that they are where they are is i'm all the stuff that we do online is it's the same in person like yeah. alex just called me one day and said I, my name is alex you don't know me I live in your market. I have a question. And he was trying to explain it. And I was like, dude, I'm not following what you're saying. He's Ukrainian. He has a, he has an accent. He was a little hard to understand six years ago when I first met him. And I said, where are you working? And he told me, and I said, okay, what lot? And I was like, I'll be there in 10 minutes. And I just drove over there and was like, show me what you're, and we spent two hours walking around the job site with him asking me questions. And it's like that. And he'll call and we'll talk about stuff or I'll call him. It, he's the only person in town that I know I can go, hey, do you have any Zip R9 laying around or do you have any 12-inch wide stretch tape laying around because it's not in our market. We don't have it. Or do you have any of the Sega Meltel sitting around? And he'll go, yeah, there are four tubes at my shop if you want to go buy and get them. Like, yeah, that's, that's great. That, Good man. on you. That's, that's awesome. it's, it's not yeah. something that existed when my, my dad's generation was in the no. industry. You can't no. share it with anybody. You certainly wouldn't share everything with your employees either because you don't want them starting their own thing, yep. you know, and that's not yeah. I think it's still a little. It tough. is. But I have uh, yeah. I haven't counted in a couple of years when we counted, I think, in uh, 2020, there were 12 people, uh, most of which are in my market that have a license to be a builder that worked for me. Wow. And like half of them I had taught to read a tape measure like making black belt yeah. and some of them are subcontractors awesome. you know uh i have a young man that uh young man Reading he's dashes. probably in his mid-30s now uh <laughs> that i called out of the blue two years ago and was like hey colton do you want to come back to work for aero building and he was like oh no uh i hired my second guy this week i think i'm gonna i think this is gonna work out and i was like okay <laughs> I was like dang it <laughs> <laughs> i think that's great though it took me a while to figure that out going through guys over the years, but um, I got guys that have gone, got their license and come back. I got guys who are very successful, who are bringing me in on deals, yeah, stuff they can't get to. Somebody wants to partner on a cabinet shop by, these are all ex-employees. I mean, for me, I learned that keeping that door open and supporting them when they leave mm -hmm. is huge. Yeah. Took them, took a minute to it's figure like, that well, out, but yeah. It, why it would you back. possibly be upset for somebody wanting to do the best thing for them? Yeah. Right. Even if they're yep. wrong. Even yep. if the best thing for them would to be yep. to stay. Because I've had people leave that I'm like, yep. there is no way you're going to make it. You're a great carpenter, but you're a horrible businessman. You can't look people in the eyes. You stare at people's shoes when they talk to you. Like, I, There's a reason why I didn't let you talk to customers. Because you're not a good representative that way. You're not going to make it. And mm -hmm. that the one that I'm thinking of, he didn't make it. He works for somebody else. 
He's happy where he's at, but he had to figure that out on his own, you know? Yep. And yep. so you, you gotta, there's nothing good comes from you being like, you're not going to make it, <laughs> you know, <laughs> or no. I'm not going to teach you everything that I know. That's yeah. one that like, I talk to guys and they're like, Oh, I'm going to go to that conference, but I'm not taking my project managers. Well, what are you going there to learn? I'm yeah. fairly certain that a conference, you're going to go there to learn stuff that the project managers need to know. Yep. So are you going to sure soak do. it all up and then take the time to teach it when you get back? Or is it just for you? Very yeah, good somebody's point. teaching it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I tell my, my guys that I'll make you a partner or a competitor, but I'm going to teach you everything I can. Send us up to you what direction you want to go. And that's my philosophy and seems to be working. Yeah. Well, so. you hear a lot ta- spoken about collaboration over competition, and admittedly, I don't always buy into mm-hmm. that. Um, but I think I should turn my uh, my opinion a little bit because it seems like it, it actually does pay dividends in the long run. It can be tough, and you have to remind yourself that it's uh, you know colleagues instead of competitors. Uh, but you know. Every time that I act as if someone's my colleague instead of my competitor, it turns out great. I've yeah, not had anybody burn me. I agree. You know, <clears throat> finding a finding a, a decent sub, uh, you know, having colleagues around that helps a lot too. You know, hey, if you use this yeah. guy, did you have a good experience with him? You know, so on and so forth. It's helped us a lot in that area. But I will say, if I call an older guy. And ask him, they won't share anything with me. <laughs> you know, it's just the yeah, well, oh, I don't know how I did that. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. generational. Yeah, it is. I guess, I guess yeah. that's Well, and the it's the guy. internet. Sharing right. is a, you are the old guy, Mike, sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like he's listened to this sharing, before. <laughs> sharing because of the internet is a different thing now, too. So, like, as soon as people are okay with, yep. you post this online, even though you're not directly speaking to people in your market, you know you are. And... You know, if you put yeah. it on YouTube for the masses to see, you know, I, I, I bought a goofy watch the other day and I wanted to take some links out of it. And I went straight to YouTube and I thought there is our, our parents generation. Nobody would have known how to take that watch apart except for the place that sold the watch or a place that serviced watches, because even the guy that owned the, the watch store wouldn't tell anybody Yeah, because he wanted to stay in business. Well, there's still places that take the links out of watches for people. There's still watch stores. There's still jewelry stores that like, and people know how to do it now. So the people that were going to figure out how to do it on their own, just figured it out on their own back then. Now we figured it out on our own using YouTube or, or Instagram. It's only the yeah. old people that go to those. Places. I think that makes sharing in person much easier. <laughs> what did you say, Mike? I said, it's only the old people that go to those places. Okay. Cause they're not on the internet. My- <laughs> Yeah, that's you didn't have to have the links about. taken out because yours was a pocket watch. Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> <laughs> Not was, is, is. Yeah. It is a pocket watch. Yeah, it is. <laughs> hey, uh, I wanted to ask you one more, uh, another question about uh, clients and building science. Are are they seeking you out because of this now, or you know how are, are you getting clients more because of that or more because of just traditional, you know, word of mouth things like that. Half and half, I would say. I would say 50% of our uh, our clientele either found us through the internet or found us another way and then introduced themselves to us through the internet. And now they're interested in 
what we would like to say we do, you know, uh, and then half of them are like, oh, well, we're in a house that you built for somebody else. And we really like that house and we know they're happy. So we'd like you to build us a house. And those mm-hmm. clients are actually the more difficult clients because then you have to go, okay, the house that you were in that you really liked, that you spent the night there and it was quiet and it was comfortable and you slept well, that had all the things that I'm telling you we have to do to your house and you have to pay for. The yeah. people that find us online, they consume our content and then they go, oh yeah, I understand now. I understand before we, like I have a client right now that we're probably going to have a, a, a conversation that I think that we're going to have to not use T-studs because of the budget. And I know that it's going to be an argument because he had already convinced himself that T-studs were the right thing for his house. And so now I'm going to have to convince him that they might be, but the cost difference is enough. And we're trying to slim the budget down enough on your project that this is a, this is a good place for us to make a change in this particular case. And he's going to go, yeah, but (laughs) T-studs, you know? Yeah. Uh, I just I, priced uh, the house with, with conventional. I, everything I do is conventional. I try to be as high performance as we can, but some some people care more about the green in their pocket than the the actual green high performance building. And priced out T studs, I couldn't believe the cost of those versus the standard two by six. It's it's not they are uh, a, certainly a premium. Yeah, and is everything you do um, twenty four centers? Are you doing? Yeah. 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 So, uh, number one, we don't, we're not high wind. We're not high seismic. Uh, we're pretty run of the mill. We have expansive soils, but they're not incredibly expansive. Uh, very Midwestern in that sense. We're kind of, yeah, we get a tornado every once in a while, but they're not common. Yeah. There's a fault line, (laughs) but you know, it hasn't really, you know, that sort of thing. Like, uh, and so we don't have any, uh, crazy design specifications that we have to meet normally. Uh, the code book really just applies to us across the board. There's no asterisks that say in your, in your zone, whatever, uh, or very little, I should say. And so we don't, and we don't get pushback now from any of our inspectors on 24 inch on center. So it's not even a fight anymore. We've kind of have done a really good job of educating people over the years and, uh, challenging. One of the things that we do when we go to a new market is we'll, we'll ask for a meeting with the building inspector uh, before we pull our permit and we'll go, Hey, we're going to come for a permit next week, but we wanted to like go through this with you first. Mm-hmm. Here's how we do this. Here's how we do this. We're omitting headers in all this area. That's incredibly That's uncommon in our market. Uh, but if you do that, then the chief inspector knows when that guy, the young guy, that's a new inspector gets out there and he starts to challenge you, you go, well, but, you know, we talked to Doug about this and Doug said everything was okay. Can we call Doug? And he'll call Doug and Doug will go, oh yeah, they're fine. And it's like, you get to pass the rest of the project now because the chief inspector went, no, we already no, talked good. To him about it. It's good. We talked to Doug. That's smart. good advice. Yeah. Uh, do you find, <laughs> do you find those old building commissioners that there's resistance there to, to this mm-hmm. type of stuff? Do you, do you really have to sell uh, it or? I have a code book in my truck. And everything that we do is code approved and things are tabbed and I have no problem going, yeah, it's not a problem. You know what? I'll run out and grab my, grab my code book. I'll show you. And you can tell me if you, if if you think I'm wrong uh, on what the interpretation is, even though I'm walking to my truck going, I I know that 
R605 <laughs> says that I can do this. I'll show him the code book and I'll be super polite. You know, yeah. uh, I actually, one of my yeah. all time code official stories is the very first time that we did 24 inch on center. It was a, it was an addition, but it was an addition to a historic home in a fancy neighborhood. And the addition was like 6,000 square feet. And we went 24 on center and we were omitting headers and a gable wall. And the, the code official said, you got to have a header there. You know, it's a, there's wall above it. And I said, the code says if it's not more than 24 inches to the next horizontal framing member, and it's in a non-supporting wall, and this is a non-supporting wall, it's just truss roof above us. That's the gable end wall. There's no, it's non-bearing that we don't have to have it. And he said, well, you do, you can't omit the header. And I said, straightforward. And like, I was wearing my tool bags. My guys were standing there wearing their tool bags. We were walking with them for the inspection. And I said, Daryl, if you're going to, Daryl won't mind that I used his name. Daryl, if you're going to uh, tell me that uh, I have to have a header there because the code official says I do, then fine. If you're going to tell me that the code says that I have to, I'm going to tell you you're wrong. And he said, I'm telling you both. And I said, okay, we'll put headers in. Fine. I was like, you're the code official. I have to do what you say. And like 30 minutes later, my phone rang and it was Daryl. And he said, I got back to the office. I looked it up. You don't need a header there. And I said, okay, hold on a second. I'm going to put you on speakerphone. And he was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Bye. And hung up the phone. I was like, I wanted him so bad to say that in front of my guy. Oh, yeah. I was like, I want the code official to admit that he was wrong. <laughs> and actually, he's still a code official in our market. And he's, he's one of my favorite people to run into on a job site. And I told that story in front of one of my new project managers the other day while Daryl was listening. And Daryl found it just as amusing as I did. He was like, we didn't know. We'd never seen that before. Nobody does that. It looked yeah. like you were trying to make the house fall down. <laughs> trying to make uh, the house well, fall down. You know. <laughs> yeah. And that was 2014, probably. That might have been 2013. Yeah, that's funny. So, I've got, and we were using Zip. Do you use ZipR for most of your projects, or is it regular Zip? It makes a lot of sense in our market. Uh, it's you know that there's from a like condensation, raising the dew point, temperature of the wall. And pushing that, Jamie's going to roll his eyes during all of this. Jamie's like, wait, what's condens- What's dew point? <laughs> I don't even yeah. know what Zipper is. Jamie doesn't know what clouds are. <laughs> Zipper. Uh, like, uh, it, it makes good sense to put about a third of your insulation outboard of your framing and your cavity insulation up until like maybe climate zone five, maybe climate zone six. You kind of have to bump it a little more. Uh, in six and up or maybe five and up, but I'm four. So if I can do one trip around the outside with one manufacturer, with one warranty, with a systems approach, where now I have water management, air sealing, boy, this turned into a Huber ad real quick, didn't it? Uh, (laughs) Do you you typically flush it out? It's very easy. Do you typically flush it out with the foundation? What do you mean by flush it out? Oh, this face of the uh, zip. Build out. Yeah. So uh, we know in design that we're going to do it. So we have the flexibility to do whatever we want without killing some interior space. Uh, lately, and here at my house, what we've done is the wall bears over top of the foundation and the zip bar hangs proud. And we just double the bottom plate and the bottom plate is custom cut 
the treated plate it's custom cut so that the zip bar can come down and land on it so now i've protected that bottom edge of the foam i can tape from the face of that two by bottom plate to the face of the zip and then i can run a bead of sealant between the green board and the concrete and then i'm air sealed underneath everything i still have seal sealer and i still have a second plate Uh, but the other advantage to doing it that way is i can run the green plate we can square everything we can order trusses if we're working with trusses and then the framers can show up two weeks later and then and so then like okay we spent one day for two guys two carpenters running plate on a house and we're able to order the trusses so that they're there two days after the framers show up Instead of the framers come and frame all the walls and then they have to vanish for six weeks while we wait on trusses. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's good. Sounds like you've done this before. Yeah, not bad for your first rodeo. (laughs) (laughs) Does does your dad ever get interested in what you do? Um, No, it's okay. So we had a, a... I had a conversation with another builder when we were in Vegas and we were eating dinner and we... We'd had, we'd both had a few drinks and we were sitting in a group of people and he was talking about his dad and he said, does your dad ever approve or tell you that he approves of what you do for a living? Hmm. Like I, I, I own his business yeah. and I was just like, well, first of all, I think that generation has a real problem with feelings. Like, <laughs> I don't think, <laughs> yeah. like, let's start there. I think it's, yeah. I think it's a win if he says, I love you on your birthday. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it took him probably until the last couple of years to figure out that uh, we were successful and that the social media stuff that we were doing was having an impact outside of just our community. Uh, we were, uh, oh man, where were we? We were on vacation and my parents were with us on vacation. And somebody come up and said, uh, hey man, that video you made with your uh uh, with your lawyer about contracts completely changed the way that I run my business. And it really saved me a ton of headaches and I didn't realize half the stuff. And it was just like, Oh, can you say that louder? So my dad can hear that. Cause he never <laughs> says anything about like being proud or anything. And yeah. the guy walked away and my dad was just like, what video did that guy see from you? And I was like, remember that I told you this build show network thing that we're doing with Matt, like, you've met Matt and Matt explained to you what it was and you didn't, you didn't pay attention. <laughs> so yeah. I, hear the kids I talk. think that he yeah. has completely come around now. And uh, I think that he's proud of what we're doing as a company, not just me. Like he's proud of what we do for people. Uh, in the last oh, he is. six months, I was complaining to him. Uh, he's retired now. So every once in a while, when I have a job that's far away, I'll call him and go, what are you doing? You want to ride to this job with me? I got to go look at the framers or something. And he'll go with me a lot. And I, he said something. Uh, I was complaining about a sub and about how they couldn't understand how things were supposed to interact. And it was like a bookcase with a cabinet and a countertop that both died into it. But the countertop was supposed to interact with the bookcase, but the cabinet was supposed to flush out. And I was just bitching for a lack of a word. And he legit said, do you not think that, like, don't you think that you're trying to promise too much to these people and that the subs in our market can't do that kind of thing? And I said, if that's the case, then we'll just hire more guys. Like, we'll figure out how to do it because we're trying to deliver at a higher level than the majority of our market and both craftsmanship and efficiencies. And uh, 
it was the first time in a while that he had said anything about how we were running our business. And I think he was trying to just say like, you know, this would be a lot easier if you didn't promise this stuff to these people. Was <laughs> what I think he was trying to say. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, that's what you're doing. But I don't, but I want to charge for the promises too. Like yeah, I want to, right. I want to deliver yeah. a premium and I want to charge a premium. I don't want to compete with the that's guys right. that use a circular saw for cutting crown molding. <laughs> right. Yeah. Which I did once, by the way. I was going to say, that's pretty impressive. <laughs> it did work. You're good at it. <laughs> <laughs> so you know you're handy In with the steel, man. It, I would yeah. never try it again. I, yeah. I don't think I could do it today. Back then. Yeah. Pull the guard back. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, you're good. No. Yeah. When you say pull the guard back, you mean this, right? You mean stick a carpenter's pencil in it? <laughs> so that, there you go. So that's Bam. good and safe. If you know, if you know, you know. So you mentioned Matt and the build show. I'm curious, when did uh, when did you meet Matt? When did the whole relationship start? When did the, uh, he conceive the idea of the build show? And I mean, you're one of the original contributors. So yeah. tell us about that. So I think it was 2013. It may have been 2014. I was actually the house that we were just talking about, the first edition that we did two foot on center. The clients showed up to a meeting after we were like half framed uh, and it was in our scope of work, but there was no detail on the plans for it. Yes, Jamie, we don't even have to turn in plans for an edition. We just have to turn in a plot plan. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's the wild west. <laughs> it takes us like two years. Uh, and so the clients were like, I, we think that the two foot on center is not what we want. It wasn't clear that that's what we were going to get. And here's why we don't think it's the right choice. Here's a YouTube video from Matt Reisinger. And here's a green building advisor from Martin Holiday. And I was like, well, I'm not going to challenge what Martin says. I'm not going to stand here and read this, this article. I know that Martin's a very wise person. I had met him by that point and was like blown away at his knowledge. And I said, but let's look at the video because that's the one that you brought up first. And it was one of Matt's videos. And I was like, he's wrong. Period. He's wrong. And they're like, well, how do we? And I said, let's call him. Let's see if we can find his phone number online. And I found his building company and they were still small enough that he answered the phone. And I said, my name's Jake. I'm a builder in Columbia, Missouri. One of my clients just brought me one of your YouTube videos about advanced framing. And I think you're wrong. And I want to have a conversation with you on speakerphone in front of the clients and so that I don't have to reframe this house. <laughs> and he said, okay, go right ahead. I love it. He was very gracious, very kind. Like if somebody did that to me, yeah, I would be like, now nah, I'm busy. And like hung up the phone. Like I don't have time to argue with a stranger over a video that I, it's sure as hell not on speakerphone in front of your clients. It was stupid. I shouldn't have done it. Like, like I was just, I was, seeing red that's red and i was angry at the clients and i was like let's call this guy and we talked for 20 minutes on speakerphone with the clients there and they asked him a couple questions and because he had a video on youtube he was the authority you know uh and at the end of the conversation he said i think you're right he said i think what you're doing is the right way to do it and i think that you've you've thought this through and that your decision making process makes a ton of sense and i said okay thank you click (laughs) <laughs> and then like 45 minutes later my phone rang and i was like it's a 512 number and i answered it and he was like that was pretty gutsy <laughs> yeah and then we talked we talked be friends did we just become like, best are friends you going to jlc next month <laughs> yeah he was like are you going to jlc live next month and i was like i am 
because Steven told me I should go. And so I went out there and met him and like had dinner with him and hung out some and then um, kept in touch over the years, saw each other at conferences and things like that. Uh, and then uh, the first time that I got invited to go to Building Science Summer Camp, which is uh, the Westford Symposium on Building Science that Building Science Corp puts on. It's an invite only. Everybody sits in one room, listens to the same presentation, and then everybody goes back to Joe and Betsy's house and has a barbecue in the evening. And they do it three days in a row. The first time I got invited to go, I called Matt and said, are you going? And he said, yeah. Do you want to share a hotel room? I was like, sure. And so then it was just like, we spent the whole week together. It was like, we woke up, we ate breakfast, we talked about building, we talked about our businesses. We sat in these presentations. We talked about them in the evening with everybody else. We'd get an Uber. We'd drive back to our hotel. We talked about building. We talked about how to affect our businesses. We talked about how we thought people were right or wrong. And it was immediately like, okay, I can, I can vibe with this guy. And I can, uh, I can say, like, I think that person's full of crap. And I think they're wrong. And he'll go, no, because, of, and it was just a easy, kind of like when Steve and I became friends. It was kind of just like, we're the same, we have the same views on things when it comes to building and it's easy to be, you know, like I'm guessing you guys, it's easy to just mesh well and have a good, intelligent, and insightful, entertaining conversation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm here now. Yeah. That, that's, a, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ain't the anchor. No, that's a great story though. That's cool. So man. you guys went back to the yeah. hotel room and jumped on the beds and popped popcorn <laughs> yes. and watched watch cheesy yeah. movies together we braided each other's lack of hair that's kind of how I we started have, i started uh starting all my in-person presentations uh with a picture of my kids and saying my 10 year old said you're going bald which i kind of am and uh i said i'm not going bald i have the same amount of hair i just wear it in different places on my body and he said, oh, I, he said, I agree. Cause when you're in the pool, the stuff on your back and he did this waving thing with his whole yeah. body. You actually, yeah, you actually and, have more. And I was like, so if that's the household that I live in with the people that care about me, nothing you guys are going to do to raise your hand and ask a question is going to bother me or offend me or hurt my feelings. If I live in that environment, Nothing you can say is going to affect me. Well, that's how you feel free to raise your hand. That's how you sell the building science. You're like, that's so just like exterior insulation, the back hair and the pool. That's my exterior insulation. (laughs) That's how you, that's how you sell it. (laughs) Think of it as a native sweatshirt. Right. Keeps my body temperature warm. It's always here. Yeah. Water sheds off of my back hair. It's. You know, that's what you're trying. That's how you sell it in the future. I think you're going to sell a lot more houses if you just start listening to advice like that. Watersheds off the back. So, Jake, so what's uh, what's new, exciting, upcoming for you guys? Uh, the Kansas City market is still up and coming. That's like our next business frontier. Uh, I'm really excited to see where that goes. Uh, Isaac, the guy that I have hired to run that operation. I tried to hire him to move here and run operations for me. And he was like, we kind of like being near grandparents. And I was like, okay, what about if you just stayed there and I came to you? Uh, so that one's exciting. There's, uh, I, I'm, I'm excited for our podcast, for the Build Show Network. I think the Build Show Network has a lot of potential to continue to grow. Uh, when we first started, it wouldn't, we wouldn't get very many views those first few months. 
And every month since then, I'm just like, really? That's how many people looked at that? Like, I have to yeah. make myself not think about how many people might see it before I open my mouth. <laughs> Same thing with Instagram, too. Yeah, you're doing, you're doing fine. Well, the you're sheer amount fine. of content had, uh, that you guys are putting out is, is amazing. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. It is a challenge. Yeah. Good One content. video a week didn't seem like it was going to be that mad until we finished our first year. And I went, well, there's the 52 videos that I can make. How do I make, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, what do I do next? Yeah. The podcast is the same way. Peter and Steve are uh, on their way to my house for the, for the rest of the week. And we're going to record podcasts all week. We do them in a batch. So if it's just the three of us, oh, wow. we might record 25 in two days. <clears throat> oh, wow. And oh, wow. Uh, so they're, they're headed here and I already have a list of podcasts and I'm like, this is a daunting amount of material to get through and not feel like an idiot. Yeah. You know, <laughs> especially sitting with those two. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Something tells me you, you, yeah, so you can imagine how well us three <clears throat> feel sitting with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <What's the zipper? laughs> is that why Mike, is that why you decided to be the host? That's what I do. If I if I host it, I can ask the stupid question. And then it looks like I'm just feeding them feeding them fodder, but but all that I'm really doing is going, please explain this to my dumb brain. Yeah, uh, that's exactly. isn't that part of by being def- a builder default, though? Right? Like being a builder, I just want the greatest group of subs there to all make me look good. You know, that's what Absolutely. I want. And and then take all the credit and be like, look at this house that I built. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I talked to one of my project managers today and he said, well, what is this going to cost? What are the implications? And I said, that's, that's what I'm supposed to ask. <laughs> yeah. Like you're supposed to already know what it's going to cost and you're supposed to know what the implications for the job are. Yeah. If you're, if I'm the one asking the question, then we're both lost. <laughs> yeah. I also had a employee meeting last week in which we said, you will no longer call me with a problem. You will only call me with solutions. That's actually, that's you a can really provide good. three solutions and we can pick through it. I'm going to steal that. But I was like, it, my yeah. job is not to solve your problems. My job is to oversee the project and make sure that there aren't problems but you're supposed to be the one solving it on the job site. I'm not standing there. Don't call me and ask me how these two pieces of trim are supposed to come together. Cut three mock-ups, send me three pictures through Slack, and then call me and go, what do you think makes the best sense? I like all three of these. This one is going to cost us money to do because we got to buy extra stuff. This one's not. This one will be the quickest. And then we can talk about it. You bring solutions to me. Don't bring problems to me. I like that. Mike, I want to hear you tell Johnny that. I want a live podcast of you telling Johnny. <laughs> you don't want to hear the conversations between me and Johnny. It's filled with beeps. <laughs> it would be. It's the most abusive relationship you could ever witness. We could do that. We could do that. That's okay. Yeah. Good show. I can't wait to get him on. We might should have had him on tonight. So, Jake, so there you go. What's the staff look like? What kind of manpower are you guys running? Yeah, so uh, like I said, we have an office manager that's starting, so we'll be back to having somebody in the office at least part-time. I have three project managers and one carpenter, and one of my project managers is a carpenter as well. So the... I have uh, like a lead carpenter and then a project manager that is a decent carpenter, but not as qualified. They tend to work together on all of our renovations. 
So if there's in-house framing and stuff like that, I have a lead carpenter who's got 15 years experience, who's great, who had been a project manager for somebody else, and then a project manager who's a good carpenter, and they can figure it out and they work side by side. They take dual ownership, but the lead carpenter is clear about, I don't do paperwork. I'm not, I'm not going to sit in front of the right. computer. And the other one comes from collegiate fundraising of all places and has no problem. You, like today we were going through something. He said, if you do this and this on Excel, you don't have to do everything that you just did. And I was like, dang it. He's better at me than Excel. <laughs> uh, and then the Kansas City market, we just have the one employee. We just have a project manager, which we're already talking about. I think it's probably end of the year and we have somebody else up there because he's going to need a carpenter to do some runaround stuff. So, yeah. so the ma- what's a, what's a workload look like? Uh, How many projects? Have, I know they kind of overlap in certain phases, but we have six things open in the Columbia market and one in Kansas City. Uh, three new construction, three remodels, uh, four or five month kitchen deal, a like year long basement that we've been on forever, uh, and then a bathroom that is just incredibly intricate. Mm. So like it's kind of a ebb and flow sometimes we'll have four big renos and one house going sometimes we'll have six houses going and no renos you know it just depends on the the time uh and a lot of it is we try really hard to not be overly busy we've managed to build our niche in the market and our expertise to a point where we don't have to run around crazy every day where it's not just what is the fire when I open my email in the morning? That's what we're doing today. We'll deal with tomorrow's fire tomorrow. We really are doing a better job because I did that the whole time that I wore my tool bags. If we were running three jobs, I'd spend half day at one job, half day at another job. And then the next morning I'd go to the third job and I just rotated and I worked yeah. with my guys and it was a nightmare because all I did was run around and yeah. chase, chase my tail all day. Yeah. So you're most, are you so, mostly in the office or are you on site mostly? So I am on every job every week, uh, if not multiple times a week. Uh, you know, one of our renovations right now is within walking distance of my house. I've been there every day, you know, that, since we started. Uh, the challenge now is the travel stuff that I do between build show or uh, speaking. Uh, I don't know if you guys can see it. Yeah. Calendar has a bunch of days that I'm not here. Uh I think that there's three weeks in a row right here where I'm here Monday, Tuesday, and then I'm gone Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And a little bit of that is personal, but most of it is work. And it's like, so that's, that's real challenging, but I couldn't do that if my team couldn't handle this on their own. I went to IBS for nine days and I got two emails and no phone calls. That's awesome. Oh my! And I was just like, okay, I think that everything is either going to be burned to the ground when I get back, including my house (laughs) with where our office is. Or things will be all okay. Dead. When I got back, there was a small list of stuff yeah. that was like, "This is we have to talk about this on Monday. This needs to be taken care of this week." And I was well, like, "That's okay. a credit to you. We all we're, on the, on we're all in this business. Yeah, congrats we know how on how hard us, that is to to get all your ducks yeah. in a row. And yeah, that's successful. I'm very lucky vacation. with the group that I have right now. They're amazing. So, okay. and come they're back amazing. And... We've just done a good job of hiring people that are good people, and yeah. that's. There's my, there's my closing piece of advice. Hire people that are good people and then invest your time in them and they'll turn out okay. I had a conversation the other day with someone and they were like, how do you keep your employees motivated? I was like, I don't know. They like working here. 
What are you talking about? They, they get compensated <laughs> fairly. They get a truck and a phone and a 401k. And I tell them that they're doing a good job when they do a good job. And we talk about it when they're not and we resolve it. Like nobody yells, nobody hits. Uh, what, what is the question? Yes. Like they self-motivate. Right. If you hire the right people, they're self-motivated. Yeah. yeah hire self-starters. That's a skill set to hire yeah, the right people though. You got to be good at hiring. Or you got to hire enough tricky. that you find the one out of the haystack. That's kind yeah. of my <laughs> Jamie hires a person a day. Hires and fires. It's a person <laughs> yeah. Pretty much keeps Half Moon yeah. Bay moving himself. It's his first and his last phone call every day. Can you be yep. here tomorrow? We'd love to yeah. have you. Hey, and then the last one. Don't come back. Don't tomorrow. bother coming in today. <laughs> Well, Jake, yeah. thanks for coming on and making us realize how inferior we are um, and how much work we have to do. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm just good at talking about what I do. I'm not better at this than anybody. <laughs> right. Oh, great uh, to have you on. Good to hear that story about you and Matt. I never knew that. That was a great story. Yeah, that is funny. <laughs> that yeah, was I feel awesome. like you guys should actually make a little mini video about how you met now, like like stepbrothers. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you guys for having me. It was it was nice to get to talk to you, Zane and Jamie. I'd never talked to you guys and realized this isn't. I mean, Zane, you and I talked for thirty seconds at IBS, but that doesn't count. Yeah. So it was when you signed. That was when he signed my. uh, He signed the back of my shirt. I had him. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) You signed autographs. Did you sign? Hey, Jake, you want to give out all? You want to give out your uh, your handles and info and all that. uh, Jake dot Bruton B R U T O N. Uh, not like Burton, the snowboards, uh, on Instagram and, uh, on YouTube or online, my company is arrow building and arrow is also spelled funny. A A R O W. Uh, turns out it was named out of spite to be in front of the phone book in front of the guy that my dad quit working for when he decided <laughs> to start his own business. And I didn't know that when I bought the company, even that's great. <laughs> I had a client tell me that like it. six years ago. Uh, so arrowbuilding.com awesome. for our building company. We're in Columbia and the Kansas City market. And then Instagram's a good place to find us. And the Build Show Network and the Unbuild It podcast. I almost forgot about the other two. That's funny. I was so, putting yeah. in your email address like <laughs> to send you this. And I was like, That's why I didn't get the invite yesterday. I was like, Arrow, that, that's not how it's spelled. <laughs> nope. It's I have no not. idea. It's the bane of my existence. It is now. <laughs> Call the lumberyard and go, no, we do have an account there. Yeah, <laughs> you did. You ever consider right. rebranding? Awesome. I did. It feels, uh, and and I think at this point we certainly could. It could just yeah. be my last name and custom homes or whatever. Yeah. But it feels somehow um, dishonoring to my parents. They spent yeah. twenty years, twenty plus years building on this yeah. name. So I want to keep it. But I like even today we were looking at purchasing a similar named website so that if people don't know how to spell arrow the way we spell it we might get it but plus if you're at the top of the phone book hey yeah Yeah. hey yeah Yeah. that's a winner for all you millennials she's talking about phone books yeah for all you millennials out there a phone book is a book that has phone numbers in it (laughs) instead of you know google (laughs) it's like the original google (laughs) all right Thanks, Jake. Awesome. Jake, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah. All right. See you guys.
dogs, two cats, a rabbit, and a hermit cab walk into a bar. 